0: Finally, I have gotten to the studio. I'm hearing a little echo. Okay, I think I should be fine. But welcome to another episode of In Our Lane Podcast. I am your host, Amisha, and I am so excited to finally be back in the studio. Since I film in bulk, it's been a minute since I've been in the studio, so I have a lot to say. And a lot of episodes that I need to knock out today too because I'm going out of town. So I got to make sure that we have episodes in the dock ready to roll out. So... We're going to get right into this episode. I feel like it was something that I wanted to say, but I cannot think about it right now. Um, y'all already know you can find me on all social media platforms at E M M E I S H A. And the podcast Instagram is at underscore in our lane. That's at underscore I N O U R L A N E. So let's just hop right into the topic of the day. And so today I wanted to start our start off our conversation about self value. So I had been wrote this down. Ooh, excuse me. I had been wrote this down as a topic like a long time ago, but I just never knew how I wanted to address the situation, how, how I wanted to you know, bring up the topic and really curate the conversation. So I thought about it. And for me, self-value means basically your worth, how you view your worth and how you carry yourself. And I just feel like your self-value is so important. And if your self-value is low, it really shows in how you carry yourself. I feel like self value plays a huge part in your confidence. I feel like your self value and your self worth is just so important because if you don't see your value, if you don't see your worth, then how can you expect other people to come into your life and value you? And how can you expect other people to see your worth? So that's just how I like to think about it. And I struggle with self-value, you know, occasionally, especially like during this season in my life, because like transitioning into, into an adult was already hard for me. And then now I'm in the thick of it. So it's like it's been a couple years since I've been an adult. So it's like still trying to figure it out. And I feel like at one point I just thought that I was going to get to this point to where adulthood would be easy and it's it's just always going to be challenges after challenges that are going to be thrown your way and obstacles that you're going to have to go through that that's just a part of life that's just how it's going to go like you're never going to really escape from obstacles or trials or troubles and things like that so back to the main topic of self-value I feel like Your self-value is so freaking important, and I struggle with that because I put my self-value in a lot of materialistic things. For example, like the type of job that I have, how much money I make, the clothes that I wear, the shoes that I wear, um, you know, how many vacations and where I get to go on vacation and all these good things that I try to use to equate my self-value and when you put your self-value in outside things you're never going to feel at peace within yourself you're never going to feel like you are worthy of any of these desires that you have in life and I just feel like it's a battle you know I feel like with anything there is always going to be some type of struggle or some type of, you know, thing that you have to work through to get there. So, and it's, it's never like what they say, like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So I feel like you have to go on a journey to understanding your self-value, to understanding your self-worth, because when you walk into a room, like people can sense that your, your, not 100% with yourself. And I feel like I used to be that person where it's like when I walk in a room, hey, I'm that girl, you know what I'm saying? But over time, because I started to allow those materialistic things like the type of job that I have, how much money I make, and a car that I drive, and whether or not my nails done, my hair done, or whether or not I got my makeup done, or whatever the case may be, like, once I, you know, stop sabotaging myself and stop, like, self, like, making myself just, just being hard on myself, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Once I realize that I don't have to be so hard on myself and that I deserve everything, and I'm a good person, like, I feel like, Your self-value is not based upon what type of daughter you are, what type of sister you are, what type of mom you are, Um, how it doesn't matter how you, it's not based upon how you show up in other people's lives. It's based upon how you show up for yourself. And I just feel like a lot of us are good at showing up for others, but when it comes down to ourselves, that's where we lack. is like you can give your friend all of the advice in the world, but then when it comes down to you and your situations, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to feel. You don't know um, how to go about certain situations because you don't trust yourself, and I had to learn how to trust myself and understand that I know what's best for me, and I'm gonna always do what I think is the best for myself, and I'm never gonna put myself knowingly I'm never going to knowingly put myself in a position where I'm harming myself or hurting myself so I feel like self-value is so freaking important and you're like just how you view yourself and how and I'm not talking about like like I said the surface level things I'm talking about deep down in your soul like down to the core like who are you deep down on the inside you see what i'm saying like cuz all that other stuff it doesn't matter because it could be here today and gone tomorrow so i just want us to you know take some time and do a self-value check with yourself and see like where you're at and if you're not where you want to be Take some notes and figure out what areas you need to work on so that you can get back to that point where you are feeling good and you just, you know, just being the best version of yourself possible. I feel like that's the best thing that you can do for yourself. And when your self-value is where it needs to be and your self-worth is where it needs to be, then you'll start seeing how that impacts other areas of your life you'll start to see how when you wake up in the morning you have so much energy and so much you know joy in making sure that you show up for yourself and not necessarily focusing on how you can show up for other people so that's my little spiel on that and it's just like like I said like for me my struggle was with um placing myself value in outside things and so let's talk about it um i was laid off in january and it's may now um so that's what 5 months uh um, and when i got laid off being laid off means it wasn't your fault at all that was a company decision or whatever the case may be and Being laid off really made my self-value decrease because I just felt worthless. I felt like, well, if I'm unemployed and my mainstream of income is no longer coming in, it's like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to be able to continue to be this person that when I show up, I'm like me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just, at the moment, I'm just like, who am I without this job? Basically, that's how I was feeling. And, um, hold on, my sister calling me. I'm gonna have to call you back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, well, where did I leave off? Okay, I was talking about unemployment. And then I said, Um, dang, I really lost my train of thought. But, oh, so me losing my job made me just feel so bad about myself. I felt like a failure. I felt like something was wrong with me. I felt like Why God? Like, why me? Like, why do I deserve to have to find another job? And a part of that, I feel like is because God is pushing me to stay focused on this self-employed journey, because even though I did lose that job, I still have another stream of income. So it wasn't like I just was completely lost. And then, you know, when you get laid off, you get severance package. And, you know, if you had PTO left, though, all that good stuff, you know, plays a role into it. So it wasn't like I was just like left dry and I just was at zero. But, you know, um, still, it really hurt me because that was like my mainstream of income and everything else was like, just extra and then on top of that like that helped me you know fund my business and thankfully these past five months I've still been able to consistently be in the studio and recording and none of that has been affected by that happening but honestly like that really really hurt me like really deeply because I was already trying to exit the situation I already didn't want to work there no more because I just felt like it wasn't serving my purpose I felt like I was wasting my time there but I just wanted to you know find something else before I leave this situation but that's just not how it played out and so yeah like unemployment just really like made me have to dig deep down inside and figure out what I'm about to do because I could sit around and cry about it or I could sit around or I can take this time and perfect my craft and really focus on what I really want to do in life because I felt like I was getting very comfortable um where I was and I felt like if that didn't happen. I would probably, if I hadn't found anything else since then, like I would have just still been doing that and I just wasn't happy. And so it definitely was a blessing in disguise, but nobody wants to lose their job unexpectedly. It's like, it's one thing if you've been stealing from the company or whatever, and they found out and it's like, they let you go. Or, you kept messing up and they kept giving you warnings after warnings and write-ups after write-ups and then they let you go but when it has nothing to do with you and it's just a decision that the company made for themselves and it's not like I was the only person laid off it was when they do layoffs usually it's like a whole thing so I didn't feel bad because I did anything wrong I just felt bad because like I said like the amount of money that I made in my mind played in my self value. And I just feel like if I always hold like what my title is to determine my self value, I'm never going to be happy because eventually I don't plan on, you know, working as far as like, like for me, I don't, I see myself as being a full entrepreneur and that's kind of basically like where I am today. I'm self-employed. So I just have been busting my ass, really, and it really showed me that I can do this, and I am doing it, and I don't need a job to make me feel worthy, I don't have to make, I don't have to depend on someone else in order to pay my bills and make sure that they are on time and all that good stuff, so... Yeah, I finally talked about unemployed, being unemployed. I had, I think I mentioned it before, and then when I was on the radio, I talked about it, but I just wasn't really ready to talk about me, you know, losing my job. I just feel like people get so, like, embarrassed to talk about the fact that they're unemployed or they lost their job when a lot of us go through that all the time. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just a normal thing that people go through. And I'm not, I'm, I was never afraid to talk about it. I just wanted to make sure that I was in a place mentally where I can come speak about it and not get emotional about it because it really was hard for me. Cause like living on my own for the first time in my life, I just felt like, oh my gosh, like, what if I need help? Like who am I going to go to? And of course, when I need help, I go to my mom. But I don't want to do have to do that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have to ask my parents for help because I got laid off and I just ain't got no extra money this month. Like, I just felt embarrassed. Like, I just felt like, like I said, I felt like a failure. Like, I felt like, you know, how am I going to get out of this? Like, what's next for me? Like, that's just what I've been – been focusing on like what's next because um I've had clients and they are just not consistent and so being that being a producer is you know you have to you know produce in order to you know make some money so it's like if my client doesn't want to be in the studio then I don't make no money if my client decides they don't want to work with me no more I don't make no money so it's not like a regular job where it's just like I show up and I know I'm gonna make x amount of dollars it's like I don't plan on money anymore like I really have changed my mind my mindset when it comes down to My money, that's why I just was like, I can I cannot place myself value in how much money I make. Because, literally, that shit could be here today and gone tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's just been difficult for me to just be okay in this entrepreneurial space. Because when I tell y'all, like, some days be great. And then other days, it's just like, what's going on, God? what's going on so yeah like I just feel like if you lose your job don't feel down about it like don't feel like um you're worthless because you don't have a job like you could go get you a job like there's so many jobs out here but honestly y'all it's really been tough because And I honestly feel like the reason why it's been tough for me personally is because God, he want me to just stay focused on what my purpose is. And I just be trying to be in my comfort zone to make sure I got the little corporate job on the side, just in case this whole, you know, producer career and my business and stuff don't work out. But it's like, I can't operate in that fear. Like, I can't say that I believe in God and that I trust in God if I got to have this little safety net just in case. And some people might see that as, oh, you just being smart. But then on the other hand, it's like, but do you believe that God going to do for you what he said he going to do? So it's like this juggle that I'm going through and I don't feel like I'm alone. And yeah, so being without a official job for literally this entire year so far is scary but you know i'm here i'm looking good feeling good and i have my days still but overall like i'm okay like i just i gotta stay down i stay focused you know that's all you really gotta do so i gotta keep going because we cannot go over time (laughs) today we really cannot so, um places to go, things to do. For my birthday, I went to Rocksteady. It's a restaurant here in Atlanta. And when I tell y'all, it's a Caribbean cuisine. So, if you like Caribbean food, but it's like upscale Caribbean food. Like, it's really, really cute. If you go on my Instagram and look at my, um, my birthday dump and my birthday reel, you'll be able to see the restaurant. And when I tell y'all, it's so cute. But yeah, so um, all right, stop what you're doing and do me a huge favor by checking out this dope clothing brand called Nerd Square. If you are into anime, Marvel, biology, gaming, tech, coding, or just nerd culture in general, this brand is perfect for you. They have a wide range of apparel. That will make your inner nerd feel seen. They also hooked me up with a 20% off promo code to give to you all. Use code NRNerdLane. That's I-N-O-U-R-N-E-R-D-L-A-N-E for 20% off. Shop their IG at nerd.sq or their website nerdsq.com. Amisha's watch list. Oh my gosh, I really wanted to go into depth on this, but I really don't have time. But if you got Netflix and you have not seen Queen Charlotte, what are you doing? This is like if you've watched Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte, and Bridgerton go hand in hand. And I don't want to be—I don't want to spoil it, but. That show was so freaking good Shaanderlin your girl is looking for looking for a job. Get me I would love to be a part of your production crew but anyway um yeah so Queen Charlotte like the storyline was so interesting like I like first of all she had 15 kids who? who finna have 15 kids and then it's just like her kids was just so rebellious like none of them wanted to you know continue on the line well they continued on the line a lot but you know but in that in that era and over there and in their world you can't have kids out of marriage so it's like if they did end up you know, messing with a little lady and getting her pregnant. Don't nobody know about it because they wasn't supposed to be messing around anyways. But I loved how Queen Charlotte really like stuck beside her man. Like he was, I never knew anything about King George. But learning that that's how he was, that's interesting that the King Uh, Was it is it England or whatever I might be wrong Anyways I cannot believe the king was going through what he was going through You know back then like technology and medicine wasn't on the level that it is today So to see him going through all of the stuff that he was going through And he really couldn't get no help is crazy to me and it's like the fact that he kept going in and out, in and out. I wonder what it was. Like what if that was going on today, like what would be the diagnostic not diagnostic, the diet what is it? <laughs> what would a doctor diagnose him with that? That's what I'm trying to say. Because To me, he had some type of mental disorder that he was dealing with. And I just wonder what it what would they name it now? Like and she stuck beside him, hun. Like she was really like holding it down. Okay. She was the queen and that's just period. And then it was a whole another little situation with uh what's her name? Lady Dang, I cannot remember what the lady name was davenport or lady lady don't get me to telling her but anyways one of the ladies on the show her and queen charlotte ended up becoming really good friends and so the lady after her husband passed away started messing around with this married man and then come to find out years and years later his daughter and the lady end up, you know, creating their own relationship. And, child, the da- Violet ended up finding out that um lady was messing with her daddy. And, it was just a whole bunch of stuff going on. Y'all should go watch it. I really enjoyed Queen Charlotte. Um, ask Misha. Okay, so I didn't get any questions when I posted on Instagram, so I'm going to bring out these cards again. I'm curious to know, and I'm just going to answer probably just one question, and then we're going to get out of here for today. Let's see what we got. I did that one already. Who is someone that you had the best sexual chemistry with? Tell me about it. Um, I'm not going to say who because I don't drop names on my podcast. But the person who I had the best chemi- sexual chemistry with. Y'all, honestly... I feel like my my latest sexual partner—I don't know what to call us right now. Um, I'm probably gonna talk about it on a bonus episode, but the one I'd be like my man, my man, my man on the last couple episodes. Him. Um, I feel like me and him, yeah, like our sexual chemistry was really, really good, like. From the jump like when I first seen him I was just like who is that But I'm not the type of person where like Like I said go up to people And speak to people so Especially when it comes to guys like I might give you A look or walk past You and you know Do one of those or whatever But Or I might just or even if I do talk To you like I'm not going to be like Doing the most and so Anyways Um, I don't know. It was just something about the way he walked, the way he talked, and, like, when he kisses me, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just something about it. Yeah, for sure. I would say he's, I don't know if it's because he's the latest person, and I'm kind of still like you know, in my feelings about him, and I really hope that it turns into something, but uh yeah, I feel, I don't know, I just, I just, it's just the thing, it's just, it's just how he carries himself, and like, when we're in that mood, like, how he just feel on me, and All that good stuff. So y'all know y'all can fill in the blanks. I don't really have to go too much into detail. But yeah. Most definitely. That's my me, my man. (laughs) Y'all got that car got me over here thinking about him. And I was doing so good today. (sighs) Stay in your lane. Okay, so I saw this clip on Instagram and I'm going to play it for you guys and then um the overall message for today for staying in your lane is to speak up and stand on it. Like if you feel some type of way, if you got something to say, let it out because keeping that in is not beneficial to anybody. Like it's not going to it's not going to be good because you're going to be walking around mad and sad and hurt and feeling like the world is just crumbling down all because you scared to speak up and it's crazy because I was listening to a podcast and it's people who've been in a relationship for years and they're scared to speak up and tell their partner how they feel and the things that they want and stuff like that and I just feel like that's crazy so here go the clip did you know overthinking is caused by a blocked throat chakra? Because you have things to say that you're not saying, and you're thinking too much about it, and you're not freeing yourself with the truth. Speak up. Did you know overthinking is them throat chakras? You need need to release them. So yeah, make sure you speak up and stand on what you say. And that's just period. So I'm gonna end this episode right here. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of In Our Lane Podcast. And I hope to see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>